Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur. I am, of course, the host with the most, the podcast mogul himself, Phil Better, and I'm excited to introduce our guest today. She is a seasoned executive coach with over 20 years of experience working with clients from eight-figure businesses to solopreneurs. She runs the creative side of her Infusionsoft done-for-you marketing tech service company, where she helps entrepreneurs with lead generation, sales conversions, and increasing their profits and revenue through maintaining their Infusionsoft, keeping Max classics. I want to please introduce you to Michelle Nedek, the owner of Awareness Strategies. Michelle, thank you very much for joining us. And the crowd goes wild. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. This is going to be awesome. Awesome. I'm very excited to have you. Um, So, Michelle, I I, I read this great intro that's a whole bunch of words that may or may not resonate (laughs) with people um, because I may or may not understand. Yeah, they're like, I have no idea (laughs) what half the words Phil says anyways. But would you please uh, give us a bit of an introduction? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. So I am the creative director of my company and we help businesses get online. And for the most part, what that means is helping them with their marketing and being able to automate a bunch of things that up until now they've probably been doing manually or have wanted to do, but didn't know the technology was out there to do. And so we help them with the strategy for that and with the implementation of the actual softwares. And so is this something that you built yourself or was it something that you just came into and help take to the next level? Well, I was, uh, I started doing personal development speaking, if you want to put it that way, workshops and trainings in about 2003. And we made a conscious decision to make sure that we were local and that we had a resource for people that were in the area to be able to come and be able to see us one-on-one at that time. For some reason, it was important. It was probably a bad decision in the business realm, but you know, we did it. Uh, In about 2015, people were asking us to go online. So we started to make that pivot. And what I discovered was uh, through a bunch of masterminds and other things that Traditional marketing and the messaging that went along with it did not translate in the digital world. We needed to figure out what we wanted to do and for who specifically. And uh, as I was going through the courses and figuring out, you know, do we want to do business structures? Do we want to do teach from stage? I could do all of them, but we had to pick one. And I discovered that a lot of people were having issues in the technology world. And I looked at my partner in business and pleasure, as we like to say, I said, why don't we just completely pivot and do tech done for you because clearly there's market for it clearly these people need help and uh, so that's what we decided to do we just uh, did pivots before pivots were cool and and started helping businesses get online I love it um have you always been an entrepreneur like is this something you've always done or were you like uh, a a nine-to-fiver and then you're just like, I, I can't do it. You had that moment where you burnt out or whatever. And was like, I'm done with the nine to five. I'm going solo. So what, well, what was I was always an entrepreneur. I just didn't know it. And uh, I was always kind of a rebel and I didn't know it. <laughs> so I, I did the route that my parents told me to do is go to school, get a good education, get a good job. And I would go in, get an education. Then I'd go and 
do the job and go, oh my God, this sucks. I can't handle this. <laughs> Leave and I go try something else. Go, oh my God, this sucks. I can't do this. Uh, so at 23, I started my first business, but I started three of them in Inuvik in the Northwest Territories. Cause you know, if you <laughs> go big, uh, might as well go, go big or stay home. Right. Know. Right. <laughs> So, so that's what I did. We started a bed and breakfast and electronics store and a tanning salon. And I learned a ton about <laughs> marketing and business and, you know, everything. It was like trial by fire. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, those businesses didn't work out, but my education <laughs> from them was immense. And I've been an entrepreneur ever since. Every time, one time I tried to get out and I worked for my sister and she fired me. So I went, no. <laughs> when family fires you, you know you're not set for an employee role. My God. Exactly. Um, I, one question, because I know yeah. where, I know the Northwest Territories. I, I'm in Nunavut for two weeks teaching there for mad science. I'm, I'm in Montreal, if you didn't know. Where, where Good for you. Yeah. I'm yeah. just proud of you for going up there. <laughs> Yeah, it was during 24 hours of sunlight. Like, that is the oh, experience of my life. I love it, but it was so weird walking out at 3 a.m. and it being like 3 p.m. And I'm like, what? The- and you're like, it looks exactly like it does at noon. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. It didn't survive for long, so long. But what what made you think that a tanning salon would be good in the Northwest Territories? Right? Well, our phone was ringing off the hook. And I'm like, this is awesome. But they were looking to tan their hides, not their wives. <laughs> so, and, and anybody from <laughs> north of the 49 gets that. But uh, anybody south of that, my apologies. Well, what I just figured, and I'm going to say this in as kind of just what I was thinking. There's a bunch of white people up there that want to leave in the winter. And they needed a tan, a base tan, before they went into the sun. Otherwise, they would burn the first week they were there. And they were only going for a week. So it made sense that they would tan and then go down. And it it did make sense, but there was a lot of education that had to <laughs> <laughs> happen first. Because I'm having a conversation, it's like, oh, you guys do tanning? And I'm like, do you do elk? And I'm like, not that kind of tan. What kind of tanning? No, I'm, I'm not getting in. <laughs> okay. Well, at least you got an education firsthand <laughs> on uh, what choosing the market properly. Uh, <laughs> right? Uh, market fit okay. is a thing. <laughs> really yeah, is. seeing if it's a viable market. Because um, tanning beds are, but depending on where you are, you need to know your audience. Well, at least that it helps with the st- awareness and strategies. Uh, be aware. <laughs> yeah. um, now you know where the name came from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great name. Um, what happened after that? Like you, you just like you said, you worked for your sister, and then you went fully. You're like, no, I'm going to work for myself. Was it after working for your si- sister that you started doing the uh, helping local businesses and then going into online spaces? Yeah, we, well, yes, well, kind of, sort of. I, uh, <laughs> so we, we did a calculation uh, um, at the beginning of the year and I've done 28 pivots in my career. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, and, and they're not little ones either. I mean, we're talking, you know, tanning salons, electronic stores, and bed and breakfast was my first foray into yeah. business. So you can imagine where it went from there. Um, so, no, I, I kind of pitter-pattered. I went into finance. I did really well in that one, um, but the rules weren't in my favor. So I quit and moved on to something else. And two months later, they changed the rules. Had I stayed, it would have been miraculous. Uh, It wasn't until about 2015 when I was climbing Mount Kilimanjaro that I realized I had an affinity towards quitting right before I hit my goals. 
So we're, it's about 5.30 in the morning, uh, climbing up Mount Kilimanjaro. And we're climbing up this vertical climb that has what I call snot rocks on it. Little pieces of gravel that one foot up, two steps down, right? Like you're yeah. constantly sliding as you're trying to climb up. And I'm like 95% done. And I'm like, okay, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. Brad looks at me and goes, you did not drag me halfway around the world to quit now. What are you going to do? And I'm like, I'd go back to base. I'd sit there and wait for you to come back to base. Well, that's really dumb. <laughs> I, got else We're to do. I may as well just keep going forward. So then we did it. And there was a whole bunch of other travesties due to sh shortage of oxygen and stuff. All my plans of what I wanted to go there for in the first place. So we went up there with the uh, Guinness World Book record holder of uh, oldest woman to climb Mount Kilimanjaro at that time. She got Guinness, but we didn't take any pictures of her because I got up there. I'm taking the pictures. I almost forgot that I had my stilettos with me. So I think I'm one of the only people to ever climb Mount Kilimanjaro with a six inch stiletto. I didn't wear them up there, but I had it with me. Um, so I took the pictures with the stiletto. This was great. I'm like, okay, we're out of here. My patience had worn to its thinnest. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I can imagine i'm out of here and we totally missed Anne. like she was there at about the same time and the space isn't that big at the top of the um uh, where you take the pictures might be about 40 feet by 40 feet and there might have been 20 people there so how i missed her and all of that i have no idea <laughs> it was like we get down i get back to a level where i'm breathing oxygen i'm like oh my god i'm an idiot we didn't see Anne. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm an idiot. Why do I do? And then I'm like, how do I do that? And then like, I do that all the time. It's like right before I get to that goal. So that was a nice little uh, life insight that when, when things start getting hard and I feel like quitting, that's the time I cannot quit. It's time I got to go forward. There's a difference between knowing that this is a really bad idea and we're done. Like it has come mm -hmm. to its end. This isn't going anywhere else. It's a different feeling than I'm sick and tired of this. I've struggled too hard. I'm not getting anywhere that's the one that is my false um, information feeder. And then I got to go back and go, no, I'm not listening to you anymore. <laughs> We're going to keep going on this. And, and, you know, 30 days in 30 days, if I haven't done it, then okay, fine. And almost inevitably within that 30 days, the thing I wanted to happen happens and it happens gloriously. And I'm like, okay, we got this. <laughs> I love that. I love how you, how climbing snot mountain. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> right i love that it's this is one of like the best moments because it doesn't come from like a horrible like origin story you know like yep. some of the entrepreneurs i talk are like yeah i had this massive burnout or i hit rock bottom here we have i nearly quit climbing kilimanjaro which led to me understanding that that's my biggest limiting belief you know like hitting i, I when i want to quit i just that's when i need to go forward i love that and it's a great message to to other entrepreneurs too and people who want to become entrepreneurs absolutely and I, I think it's much more common than we think it is i mean i appreciate that there's a time to understand that hey you have a really bad business idea and nobody wants <laughs> like a tanning salon in Nunavut, you know maybe right. not the smartest okay. way maybe maybe today you were before your time you there's were before your know. time <laughs> the bed and breakfast on the other hand we could have gone airbnb and, and my ex or well, my spouse at the time said like you're really smart can't you get us a website so this is like 1995, right? And I'm like, could you imagine if I had, you know, Airbnb? 
Oh my god. Thirty more days. All I need was <laughs> thirty more days, and you could have came one... up with the idea of Airbnb. Oh my god! Again, proving that quitting before when you when you should when you want to maybe not be the best idea. Give it an extra thing. You never exactly. know if you can turn around. Um, what, what, so many pivots. You, you said like 30, 28 or thirty eight. Sorry, uh, twenty eight pivots. Twenty eight. Twenty eight pivots. Um, are you... 38 we might have lost count <laughs> it could be 38 yeah um depends how you count them what's another do you foresee another pivot come oh yeah you? absolutely what's uh, next what would you like to pivot into if you could say uh if i snap my fingers uh, you can pivot into whatever you want well and and i don't think it's necessarily like um so what I see happening right now is that because we do the, the tech done for people, I see there being a huge need for people to have strategy first. And so all of our clients, we do a strategy session ahead of time, but there needs to be a whole lot more handholding <laughs> through this, because if you've ever had a good idea and then you kind of let it fizzle in that fizzling stage, you're not making the best decisions. Like you're not on top of it like you were when you're like, okay, this is the plan and this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. <laughs> For another example, um, recently adopted a dog from the SBCA and everybody goes, yay, that's fantastic. I'm like, no, don't, don't congratulate me yet. Because I was especially kind of crazy to think that I could take this gorgeous um, pit bull German Shepherd cross who happened to be a little bit feral. <laughs> Just, just a Why story. not? Let's let's add a bit more to it. Let's you add know? a little crazy to this. So yeah, I, we had him for a month, and I'm I'm in tears, going, "This is the worst decision I have ever made." He has <laughs> thrashed my yard. He's threatened the kids. He's like he's just he was terrified of his own shadow. But every time he got scared, he runs towards it, which I kind of admire and love, um, which is really fun to watch during fireworks and storms. But we also Poor have coyotes <laughs> around our neighborhood. So he hears the coyotes and he runs towards them and he's just losing his crap. Like he's slightly crazy. So in at the beginning, I'm like, yeah, let's get a dog. This is awesome. This is a fantastic idea. In the crazy, all of a sudden it was like, okay, I don't even know how to train this dog. I don't know where I'd find somebody that knows how to train this dog. Like what, what do we do with this thing? So all of a sudden my decision ability went downhill. And I think people do the exact same thing in business is they have this great idea, but then all of a sudden crazy hits and they're like, Oh, was it thinking? <laughs> why, why are we doing that? Why? What, what are we doing? <laughs> What's going on here? And it's being able to kind of get the help that you need to be able to make those smart decisions, to be able to move on while you're doing it. There was a point to that story. I know you asked me a good question. <laughs> I was getting there. <laughs> I'm enjoying the story. Like, I want to hear more about, do you still have this feral dog? I do. And he's really well behaved now. Oh, he's so well behaved that. that he's. I love that. And it's only been like six months. Hey, hey. There you go. There's, There's a positive. Again, yeah. you, you, you hit the fizzle, but you're like, no, let's push through it. Oh, that's what it was. So what are we going to pivot through today? So same thing happens. People go online and I think they need the the strategy and the support. So if I were to kind of pivot again, it would be to bring back um, a company that I started called the Heroes Business Academy and being able to help business owners to strategize kind of where they want their business to go, how they want it to go uh, long-term. Because we have products right now that are in-depth, like we can create a five-year plan for you and we can help you implement it. But even in that implementation, there still needs to be a lot of training because people are good at what they're doing, but they're not necessarily good at teaching it they're not necessarily good at doing it on video they're not necessarily good at 
you know, and they just, they need a lot of hand holding through there. Or I could just send them out to the wolves and go, hey, go get a video course. Hey, go get a course on how to do a webinar. Um, but I think that's kind of cruel when I already have all the content. True. It is a little cruel, slightly <laughs> cruel. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite that either cements your why or is a great win that just stays with? It is a great win for me when clients stay with us. I love that. <laughs> Not a fan when they quit. <laughs> um but I, I really love when they win. So uh, we have a client, her name is Ann Hessian, and she was a fantastic salesperson. She sold millions of dollars for another program. And she decided, hey, I'm really good at sales. I'm going to start doing my own thing, but I don't want to do my own tech. So two months after she signed up with us, she did her first live event and she made $40,000 at that event, which I thought, awesome. And then a year later, she did her third live event and made $100,000 at it. She's in her second year making 500,000 this year and um, quite convinced that this year she's gonna be making a million dollars, which is phenomenal, amazing. And she works with heart-centered entrepreneurs, the ones that just love loving on their clients and don't like to sell themselves. <laughs> so uh, we do for her the tech, she does the sales for them and together we make the world a better place. So I think that's just super awesome and amazing and I love doing that. I love that. I, 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 cause I, 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 I love helping people. And I personally think podcasting is one of the greatest things for people. Um, it, either to be a guest on a podcast, you re your reach is like astronomical cause then the other person's doing all your marketing for you cause they're promoting their episodes. Right. And so you're yeah. a guest on that. So you have unlimited, uh, marketing for free, but having a podcast, you, 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 you can build your authority. You can become and you can share your knowledge with other people to help them grow. But it also brings you business in the long run, too, as it cements your authority. I think podcasting is the radio decentrified uh, de and, and anybody can use it to tell their story. Even like if you want to tell your story or if you want to write your book or oh, I love it. Anyways, enough about me singing the praises of podcasting. This is not about uh, podcasting. Hey, I do That's love them. I have five of them. I know. <laughs> Oh, you have five. I have four. Uh, I'm I'm probably going to be starting another one this year, um, which is like, oh. um, but let's talk about your pod, uh, your podcast. Yeah, it's part of your business. It's a part of your awareness. Uh, what are your podcasts? So we have the Business Ownership Podcast, which is helping entrepreneurs with the tools and tricks they need in order to be to succeed. And uh, that is general audience. I always say to my guests, assume that parents are listening to this while they're dropping their kids off at school, just to give them a framework for where we go with it. Because I am, like I said earlier, a special kind of crazy. So um, you may have to rate your show depending on what I say or next, or you can just bleep this out. It's always, uh, it's always explicit. It's always explicit. Okay. There's only one word that I don't allow, and it's the C word. Um, uh, so right. that's the only don't word. say that Everything. one. I'm good. Uh, so I have the little blue pill for business, which is a pun on Viagra. It's all about getting it up and keeping it up. And of course, we're talking about revenue and profit where I interview some of the hottest people in the industry that are blowing and going. We want to help you get in on some action. So if you like a little tongue in cheek and not just physically, this podcast is for you. So that one is super fun. I love that one. Not everybody wants to have their marketing associated with that one. <laughs> but Understandable, <it> <laughs> but I think it's genius. But it's kind of fun. So yeah, it's just it's just a rated show and kind of anything goes. But it's all about being able to um, kind of up your business presence and 
um, build your business. So same kind of content, but just a little more fun, a little more adult content. More then I also after have hours. Yeah. <laughs> business after hours. Then I have happy to offend you, which is understanding just because you're offended by something doesn't mean it's the end of the world. In fact, if you understand why some people aren't offended by the things you are offended by, we can actually create better communication, better connections and better understanding around the world. So I interview people from personal development training to comedy shop owners to be able to kind of bring out, sometimes you need to be your kind of sassy or your kind of crazy in order to get attention, especially in marketing in the world right now. And the more you can stand up for yourself and go, you know what? I'm going to offend somebody. I'm an Irish redhead. Just by existing, I am going to offend somebody. And that's okay. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just my kind of spice level. And if you like it, great. And if you don't, that's okay too. So that's where we go with that one. Um, I also seven to eight special series on seven to eight figure businesses, understanding how I interview people that have got to seven figures and we break down how did you do it, what changed, what made it work, what made it not work, what would you do differently, all those kind of fun questions and highlight their businesses. And then last but not least, we have the bad girls on business where I co-host with Jenny Bellinger, your BDSM Dom, it's that stands for badass direct sales uh domination <laughs> pun on the bdsm of course if you yeah, know it means great if you don't oh well yeah <laughs> I, that, that's why i kind of stopped i was like we're gonna leave that one <laughs> and then uh virginia whiskey's is the referral diva and then i am of course your mistress in business helping you get it up and keep it up we're talking revenue and profit of course of course yeah. uh <laughs> I love all of those. Um, Thanks. I love business podcasts. It's so different. And you get to learn so much and how you can, can I use this for my business? Can I not use this? Is this something I can give to a client or can I pass this along to someone else? Because I just, uh, an earlier episode uh, I just recorded today, um, as my audience knows, I batch record all my episodes because I'm crazy and uh, like having like 13 episodes uh, recording in one day. Um, he said, whenever you look at a piece of content that you consume, is this going to help someone? And so it's like, that's what I do. I, I'm going to be more conscious now. And like your business podcast will definitely be able to help at least one or two of the people I know in my network. So I'm definitely going to listen to that and enjoy it. I know it's going to help me, maybe not all of them, but hey, if I listen to a few of them, they should be able to help me. Um, We are coming to the end and it's like, it's no Aww. fun. I hate, I hate that. It's the worst part. <laughs> Um, because oh, the, like, I have like a thousand questions. I want to go deep dive on other things. So I'm going to have to invite you back if you've had some, Yay! fun. hopefully, I um, fun. but I want a tip before we go into the spark question. I, I would like a tip for people going from pivoting specifically, mm -hmm. since you seem to be the mistress of pivoting or the <laughs> master of pivoting. What are some tips you have for someone who's looking to pivot? Like they're looking to pivot either to go from nine to five to freelancing or pivoting from freelancing into a full business ownership. Do you have any tips you can uh, share with them? Well, in, in the pivoting from nine to five into business, uh, I found that having that kind of side gig was the best way for a lot of people to do it. And one of the ways to do it is to see if you can get part-time hours from work. So if you can work Monday to Thursday and then just focus Friday on your business or whatever day of the week works for you, um, it just it helps to be able to get your mind wrapped around what has to be done in business. Because oftentimes when people have a side gig, 
it ends up getting the dregs of our energy. <laughs> so we're exhausted from work. We're not happy to go home. And then we're like, oh, and then I got to build this thing. And business does take some energy and it takes some happy energy. So if you can pick the happiest day of the week for you, which for most people is Friday, and use that to build your business, um, that tends to help to kind of make that leap. And then that way you can create, kind of get your first 10 clients under your belt. And then once you have your first 10 clients, then you know that you have something that's at least semi-viable that you can then work on, you know, making better or easier, work on your messaging, whatever the case is. And you have some money coming in so that you know that you can have more money coming in. Because the hardest part to go from a, even from an employee to an entrepreneur is the rules of the game are 100% different. I actually wrote a book on that. That if you do the things that got you successful and helped you climb the corporate ladder in corporate, it will kill you. Like you won't have road rash. It'll be <laughs> your dad. So you want to make sure that you're using the exact opposite rules or the rules for entrepreneurship in that realm. So the next um, suggestion is focus on entrepreneurial mindset and figure out how to wrap your brain around it as soon as possible. You have to be in control of your decisions and control of your reality. And as long as you are controlling it and disregarding everything around you, uh, then your odds of success are much higher. I love it. It's great. Those are great tips. Um, I, I love them. Um, from the the master of pivoting herself uh, with 28 going for probably an, an even 30 uh, before the year is done. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, Michelle, we're going to ask the spark question. You were earlier. It's spark from by seek discomfort. A, a great question, friends and strangers. Um, and this is interesting. Um, what are you most grateful? Oh, what am I most grateful for in life? Well, I'm gonna have to say my rebelliousness. <laughs> Obviously, being a redheaded Irish person, who who would have thought you'd been rebellious? Well, and for the longest time, I resented that, fought it, hated it, all of that kind of fun stuff. Um, but then I realized that it's my greatest asset. And the reason that it's my greatest asset is because I can't help myself <laughs> be rebellious. But what that does is it gives other people around me permission to be rebellious themselves or not even rebellious, but just to do the things that they know they want to do. But other people have told them that they can't. So when I go into a room and I'm you know, loud and obnoxious, then somebody goes, oh, well, she's louder. <laughs> she's more obnoxious it'll be okay. You know, they can at least kind of up their volume of the conversation because they have to. And then they start to go, Hey, this, this isn't so uncomfortable, actually. So kind of okay. And I think if I can make more people comfortable in their own skin by just being me, then that's an awesome place to be. That's great. 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 Helping people feel awesome in their own skin <laughs> while you're being even better, feeling even better in your own skin. That's, that's amazing. Um, right. Michelle, I'm going to jump off screen here. I'm going to give you the last little bit to let my audience know where they can find you, support you, or even start working with you. Uh, so the floor is now yours. Well, thank you, Nala. Well, I would love to give your listeners a gift, and that is a $500 website audit. You guys will get it for free. You can go to awarenessstrategies.com slash website dash audit. I'm sure the links will be in the show notes. But basically, it's a report that will scan your website. So it does take a few minutes. We'll sign up for it. Wait about I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. Uh, you'll get the report back. And it'll give you the red lights, green lights, and yellow lights on your website. So basically, Google is limiting your traffic 
and it will stop your traffic dead if you are doing something that's a no-no according to the Google gods. So you want to make sure that that's taken care of. It usually involves acronyms like SSL or DMRK and weird stuff like that, MRC, I think, whatever, acronyms. If you, at the end of it, you'll get a link to book an appointment with me. I'm happy to go over that with you and explain to you what your yellow lights are, where your traffic's being slowed down, and congratulate you on your green lights, which means traffic is a go, and those are pages that are working well for you. So it's super important if you want to monetize your website that it's working the way you think it is, uh, according to the deliveries, and uh, love to have a strategy session with you afterwards and how you can implement that and what it means to your business. Awesome. Michelle, I want to thank you very much for being a guest on the show. Um, you're, it's been fun. I love when someone is a podcaster as well, so they know how to jive and make it a fun <laughs> episode. So I want to thank you so much uh, for my being pleasure. a guest and sharing your stories. Um, so yes, thank you again. Uh, to my audience, of course, the show notes will have all the links. And the first one will be the uh, website audit. I have it already just updated now on the, the show notes. So please make sure you go check out that and uh, do listen to uh, the podcast that Michelle's on and host because they're going to be awesome. I'm probably sa I'm saying they're awesome now because I haven't listened to them. By by the time this episode goes out, I'm going to have probably listened to nearly uh, a dozen episodes on my okay. walk. So I'm looking forward to that. So yes, the links will be in the show notes down below. Audience, I'm I'm all over the place because I'm just I'm I, not going to lie. I've been while I was off screen, I was looking at your website. I was like, oh my god, there's so many amazing resources. <laughs> I'm going to steal them all <laughs> and use them. Absolutely. Um, so I'm a little bewildered there, but yes. So thank you, Michelle. Check to my audience, check out the, uh, show notes to support Michelle, uh, follow her on ideas, listen to the podcast because they're awesome. And, uh, as always, remember to invest in yourself.